0: This is the Friday, January 19, 2024 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. Multi-year lows were met this week, even as winter kill moved across the U.S. We also had diminished rain forecasts in South America, which impacted the U.S. weather and the U.S. market. For the week, let's talk about the markets. The nearby wheat contract lost 4 cents, while March corn dropped 2 cents. Technical resistance at $12 seems to be keeping the soy complex above that mark with questions still remaining about the size of the Brazilian crop. The March contract declined 11 cents and March meal shed 560 per ton. March cotton expanded by 277 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, February Class 3 milk futures fell 11 cents. The livestock market was mixed. February cattle added $3. March feeders improved 4 and a quarter, And the February lean hog contract shed $1.15. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index increased 99 ticks. February crude oil expanded $0.84 cents per barrel. Comix Gold cut twenty-two fifty per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index lost more than 8 points to settle at $5.38.70. Joining us now, regular market analyst, Sue Martin. Hi, Sue. Hi there. This wheat market, there always seems to be certain things that are built into it, winter kill being one of them. So my question is really simple. What's going to prompt us to rally into February?
1: Well, seasonality, first off, a lot of times you'll rally wheat into February, but the true time to rally is April, May. And the... Uh, There's been analysts that are talking about the concern over some damage for winter kill. Now, in parts of Kansas, you've got snow cover. And I think that um, winter kill is important, but I wouldn't hang my hat on it because you don't know what damage has been done until the crop breaks dormancy.
0: Seasonality is one thing. Winter kill is another. How do I play my crop here, my planning in wheat moving forward for the next month?
1: Well, um, I'm not wanting to make any cash sales at this time. The uh, U.S. farmer, wheat farmer is holding about 28% of the crop on farm. That's not super bad. And I think that uh, the indicators I follow that are proprietary are showing that this wheat market, it may still flounder around. But when you've got all the issues going on in the Red Sea, we've seen Algeria come in, take up to 900,000 metric tons, wasn't expected to take that much. You've got Egypt that's been coming in quite often to the marketplace. I think, and we've got other countries too, but it seems like demand for wheat's pretty good right now. And I think it could be part of the concern, one, of not having enough supplies on hand, you know, that just-in-time inventorying, which is, oh, it goes back, goes back a of couple my, of years. Yeah. Yes, go back. Um, but I think that with the wars breaking out in uh, the uh, Middle East, in the Red Sea area, and then you've got Russia and Ukraine, and Russia is the world's largest exporter of wheat, I think that we're looking at a, a market that has potential.
0: Do we have potential in corn? I mean, we're at three-year lows right now.
1: Well, I think we do. I think we put a low in on corn and wheat. Uh, excuse me corn and soybeans this week and uh, we had a target of 436 to 440 and we got down to 436 and three quarters and we kind of springboard out of there now we haven't run away Um, I don't think corn's going to run away but I think you've got some lows stuck in here for a while remember February is crop insurance month and I think this market feed usage should be very good I don't know if the February report will acknowledge it, but feed usage has been very good here so far in January. And everything I see, February is not going to be a whole lot different. So I would have to say that's good exports. China in the month of December took 27.1, I think it was, million metric tons. And that was up about 6.6 percent more than a year before. Of course, they're coming out of lockdown, you know, but they also have a huge supply of hogs that's been going through a liquidation. Some would think oh well gee they won't need as much corn or soy meal. Well maybe we'll be surprised. I think uh, China's supplies were low and I think here's another country that I think is building reserves and then you've got the situation where you look at China and I think that um, we look at at Kafka International Grain and um, they've been avid in Exports, or not exports, but uh, the delivery process like they were back in 2020. And I think that when I look at China, I think, you know, they've already, this week, uh, this past week, they accepted or acknowledged um, six more GMO varieties. And I think previously there might have been 17.
0: So then, how does corn ward off any lower lows? But then look at beans, how they stick and hold off on 12. You, you kind of just said a whole bunch of things that sometimes play into both of those markets. Are all of those factors that you just talked about at play in soybeans as well?
1: Well, yes. Now beans, um, the trade, I know the public seems disappointed that the beans didn't do better in December and what have you, but the market was telling you something when it closed lower for the month of November after our nice rally in October and then you took out November's low in December, what's it saying? You know, the market's always right. And I think the bear's side of that equation is, well, yes, and it's all over the place what you hear for estimates. You know, we've got some really low balls in there. Um, I think we've priced in the 150 area, although CONAB and, of course, USDA's not there yet. But I think that when you look at the bear in Brazil, or the bear in the trade, he's saying, well, but look at Paraguay. Look at Argentina and Argentina's coming back full bore this year. Well, by the time and South America or Southern Brazil maybe has picked up a little more, so they'll make up for these losses that we're seeing in center and northern Brazil and especially in Mato Grosso. Maybe, maybe not. You know, when I look at Argentina, remember they were importers of Brazilian beans. They might not be needing to be importers this year. And so that's one thing. Um, I THINK THAT WHEN I LOOK AT ARGENTINA'S CROP, YOU KNOW, THEY'VE GOT A VERY PROGRESSIVE PRESIDENT NOW AND I THINK THAT HE'S RESISTING, uh, YOU KNOW, HE'S NOT GOING TO DO BUSINESS UNDER THE yuan, WHERE BRAZIL IS WILLING TO. BUT I THINK THAT'S WHERE the, THE BEAR CAME FROM IS THAT WE'RE COMPENSATING IN ENOUGH TO MAKE UP FOR SO. Instead of just looking at Brazil, we're looking at South America in mass.
0: Right. So, uh, Phil, i got to let you know, that was part of your question Sue was answering there. <laughs> I want to move to livestock here for a minute. We talk about the weather and how cold it was. We were looking at weights coming in this week. It's not going to be a long-term cold snap, is it? And, and does it have a long tail, though, at the, at the packer door?
1: Well, for one thing, the packer, I think, is still killing in the red. And so now that he's passed this, not being able, and he was creative about thinking maybe less numbers, so he slowed his processing or kill down. But then we went through this weather and we had all these animals sitting in feedlots heavier than normal, or what they should be, mm-hmm. and of course they've given up some of that weight. I've heard 60 pounds up to 100 pounds. Uh, the other thing you're gonna see is problems with feet, with hoofs. And I think that when I look at the packer, he's done a creative job. The problem is, is that now that we have the weight loss, okay, but take the weight loss and what was it versus a year ago? We might come in 18 pounds. Right now, we're running about 18 pounds, I believe, over uh, 23. And when we get into February, we might look back and we look at this weather and we might still be... 18 pounds over, uh, or I should say over 22 and now over 23. So it, because the weights dropped in the latter part of 22 and then 23, of course, we had heavier weights. We're starting to manage those weights now. So I'm looking at cattle. I could see the market still pushing a little higher here, mm. although the packer maybe is going to be a little resistant and especially with the warmer weather. The cutout drops, but demand for beef domestically seems like it's slowed a little bit. Well,
0: kind of that news of the, re- the retail sales at the top of the show, that's always one of those factors in there. And you, you exclude certain things uh, when we get to Consumer Reports, which will be coming soon. I want to circle back to something you said earlier about uh, the, the lower feed costs. That's the one bright side of a down corn market. Does the cattle feeder see it the same way?
1: Well, he might not. It might not be cheap enough for him. Uh, but the thing is cattle prices are beautiful compared to what they were a year ago at this time so we've got that the problem is you have those input costs and the, pa- and the producer was making good money here in the fourth quarter of last year and now with these animals losing all this weight in the feedlots they're giving back some of that profitability.
0: And our cattle on feed inventory was 2% above last year and on placements uh, we were 4% below. So really nothing for you in that.
1: Exactly. It was just a neutral report. I think the more important thing is going to be the cattle inventory report at the end of this month. Um, I think that's going to be showing us less cows, and beef cows especially, and also uh, probably calves, smaller calf herd.
0: In the final seconds, you already kind of talked about China's reduction in their hog market. Is there anything U.S. hog producers can look for sunshine wise?
1: No. I think demand for pork is pretty decent right at the moment. But when I look at the hog market, I think that I'm amazed that we haven't liquidated down more hogs than what the reports show. Um, I look at China and China has got record production, pork production. 50 almost 58 million metric tons this last year and I look at um, their largest pork producer and they um, I think they dropped 10 percent from the year before and then you have the second largest one a whopping 58 percent less in the fourth quarter
0: all right we'll pick it up in a moment thank you Sue you bet good to see you hold on because we are going to keep going on this analysis and continue that discussion about these markets in our Market Plus. You can find both Analysis and Plus on our website of markettomarket.org. A reminder, a good email goes a long way to getting our attention. Drop us a line about the program to market at iowapbs.org. Next week, the story of a professor hunting for unintended changes from genetic editing. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.